down the bitch gang. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. No Ethan Skolnick tonight. No Leif Sylvander. I'm Alex Toledo. I've got my man Brady Hawk with me, and we're here to recap the Heat's win in Los Angeles in what's been a pretty up-and-down road trip. If I'm being, even that is kind of generous for them to, I, I think, get this win on the road here uh, against the Lakers where you're just kind of in control throughout the way where, I mean, you took control because I don't think they were necessarily in control the entire game. But once they took control, they never looked back. It didn't end up becoming a close game again. And they actually out-executed a team in the fourth quarter. And I've noticed that's kind of been a trend this season where like the fourth quarters they do win, it's because of everything that came up prior to that which is kind of obvious but listen man like they still you got to take these types of uh, these types of wins you know maybe the fourth quarter uh the crunch time stuff still isn't solved right but you got to take these wins where you can take them and and honestly after some of these games these that have feel like they've been very much in the mud you just got to take the win especially missing all the guys you are but before we get into all the general takeaways from this game we want to get right into the Rock Esports. And now on Five on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes, available for just 25 bucks. but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. So, a lot of candidates tonight. Eight guys in double figures for the Heat. Big win. But I think, and we talked about this pre-show, Brady, but the guy we ended up deciding on is the guy who I think a lot of Heat fans are going to be talking about tonight, Nikola Jovic. Um, in 28 minutes of play, he had 15 points, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal, six of 11 from the floor, three of five from three, zero turnovers. Um, Brady, what were your takeaways when it comes to Jovic, as well as when it comes to the Heat getting eight guys in double figures? And it seems like that being a blueprint to some of these wins, especially when some of their better players are out. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting when he got the start originally because I don't feel like this – at first, I, I didn't expect him, obviously, to go that route with Spo going there. But it made sense after they went there because it was like, okay, they're going to play a little faster. They're going to lean into the youth. They're going to try to play into the open floor. And, man, did that come into fruition because they they literally forced, what was it, 21 turnovers tonight? So that is the perfect blueprint to play into where you're able to play into the open floor. Now – Playing into the open floor is not a Miami Heat strength, as we've seen in this game as well. It did not work out most of the time. But you know who the one guy is that can do that consistently? Nikola Jovic. Like, it, it really is like a, find him on the break because that is a guy that is going to make a play. He had one in the early going where he kind of had like a nice dribble combo and got to the rim. And it was like 
a one on three and he ends up getting a clean layup with no contest. And that's just because he knows how to just use his body. He knows how to hit certain spots, hit certain spaces and able to get good looks there. But we know he can do that. We, we've seen that before. It was more about the other stuff. It was more about, I thought his confidence was through the roof. I think you saw that with the shooting. He was three of five from three. Um, his shot specifically, we've talked before. I mentioned, uh, I kind of feel like it's all over the place sometimes. Like it, it, his mechanics look a little different depending on where he's getting the shots from or how quick he's trying to get the shot off. Looked pretty good tonight. Like I, I thought everything was pretty smooth. Nothing looked different. I think he's you're kind of seeing him kind of figure out his shot in general. And the confidence plays a part in that because once he sees one drop early, it's like, okay, I, I feel comfortable out here. I, I like the, you know, they're going to put me in a spot up role. They're going to put the ball in my hands. They're going to do uh, certain things. So I thought that was an important part as well. And here was the biggest thing. I thought he competed really well defensively. Like I, there's, I've compared it a lot to early going of Duncan Robinson, where he's going to get a lot of foul calls because he's a little handsy. He's going to get his hands stuck in there. Sometimes he's going to, he's going to get that uh, bad whistle at times, but he played really well in that end. I thought, I thought team defense off ball. He was in the right spots. He made a couple really nice doubles. He had one where he almost, he, he jumped the pass on LeBron. It went down the other direction. LeBron ended up getting it back, but it almost led into like a transition bucket off that. Like I just thought he made a really like a lot of great plays in that way. Uh, and it's not a, an easy role to just like get thrown into the starting lineup like that and have to just be put in all these different spots. So we'll see what happens. You know, this is a, a unique situation because they have guys out and we know it's what's probably going to end up happening. But him getting these reps and getting this confidence that whatever they do put him in, he can just get shots up, play in a specific offensive role and not have to be like how he was last year. I thought this game was important. No doubt. And we we talked about this on playback, playback.tv slash 5RSN or download the app, of course. And another great time tonight watching the show. I mean, excuse me, watching the game with everybody. Pardon me, it's late. And that's another thing, watching these games with everybody when we're all having to slog through these late nights. I mean, it just makes it so much better when we're all suffering through it together, especially these games with just so many turnovers and, like, missed layups and things like of that sort. But Jovic, Jovic, man, he was one of those where, like, just throughout the game, I was just happy to see him do that. Like like I said before uh, on playback, I just think he, start, he needs to start, like, standing out in the, the stints that he does get, like, the opportunities he does get. And I feel he did that tonight, and he's done it more often already this season than I feel he did in all of last season, which, of course, was affected by the injury. And, of course, you know, I just think the added weight, which we've talked about plenty that he's put on, I just think has made it so much easier for him to be able to actually finish when he, you know, gets an advantage. Because he's just so good at playing in the flow of the game and, you know, making the right play. And tonight, you know, a lot of the times we have seen him play, he's getting you more assists. Tonight, he only had the one, and I'm fine with it because I know that he's making the right play, the right read most of the time. And a lot of it tonight was, you know, the shot's there, let me shoot it. And everything he does is in the flow. So I'm, I'm, it's just cool to see him stand out on national TV in a game like this on the road when I think a lot of people might have thought that they were going to lose tonight, you know, um, without the guys they're missing, which, of course, we'll get to later on in the uh, Eric Ruberstein injury report, which, by the way, let me shout out Rock, the Rock Esports Center here the biggest and only gaming lounge in South Florida, down in Palmetto Bay. You guys should give them um, a look. They, I mean, they've got everything there. If you're talking old games, new games, you know, the 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 most modern computers, like every, they've got it all there. You can play all day. You can play hourly, just very reasonable rates. And 
honestly, it's you can you can plan parties with them. They have drinks, they have foods, they have snacks. Like the watch parties and 2K tournaments we've done there have been a great time so far. And we have shared the space because it's so big with people who are just there for like a Super Smash event. Um, that's how much space they've got in there. It's just uh, a lot going on. You can play all the games you want. So, go, you know, check them out. The Rock Esports Center. And so, yeah, uh, Jovic had a great game. He wasn't the only one, though, Brady. Uh, and necessary. I, I don't think tonight was necessarily like Bam or Tyler's best games. I feel like they both struggled, but both just kind of did just about enough, right? Because everybody else is kind of chipping in. You, like you had another great game from Kevin Love. You had um, just an insane fourth quarter <laughs> sequence from Duncan Robinson there, man. Like he's, he started mm -hmm. turning up. Uh, what did you think about the contributions that uh, these other guys were giving out there? Yeah, this was 100% a role player game. And I think that is pretty easy to say when you see eight guys at double figures. But no, we need to talk about Duncan Robinson because – uh, he was the, he was maybe snubbed of gamer of the night when we just talked about it, but it was more so the fact that he started very poorly in this game. Like he, he started out and he was all over the place. He had great looks. Every shot was wide open. He couldn't make, it was one for nine from three at one point. And then hits a fading corner leaner over two defenders. One of them being Anthony Davis and knocks it down. Next play down. Same two defenders in his face. He throws a scoop layup off the glass over Anthony Davis, and I think it was Max Christie. Uh, and he just never looked back. Like, it was just inbound play over the top into a handoff three. And it's just over and over. He had a play where I think it was uh, he got Bam the right switch, where he kind of forced them into a switch, and Bam swung under and, and, and hit a shot in the lane. It was like the entire fourth quarter offense was Duncan Robinson. If it wasn't him scoring, it was him creating it off ball, and it was like, when I bet Spo is probably sitting there in his post game thing right now talking about ignitability because he always talks about that Duncan Robinson and man was that what happened in this game because the offense for both teams was not coming around anytime soon for the, for either one of them consistently and Duncan was the one guy that was able to ignite it and just get them going in a positive direction and let them keep it at double digits and not really look back so he deserves a lot of credit uh I still don't think we're talking enough in as a whole about what Kevin Love is doing for this team because uh, it's still not about the numbers. Tonight is probably one of the few nights where it is about the numbers. Where did, What did he finish up with, 14 rebounds? 14 uh, rebounds, 10 points, uh, three assists, one steal, one block, four of seven. Filling up the stat sheet. Like just no turnovers. Up those, and that's another big thing because he's making a lot of risky passes on the break. Uh, but he's just looked really good. He's just looked – he's not getting is in the way. best transition player? No, Nikola Jovic probably – <laughs> but the fact that you can ask that question is really sad. But I, th I think he's been really good. I think he's been good defensively, which is interesting because we talked so often last year about all the blitzing he was doing. They're putting him in a little bit more drop. They're letting him play in that zone. He's clearing up these boards. They're, we're not having these conversations about they can't rebound in zone. Well, no, Kevin Love's down there, and he's just doing that all himself. Uh, so he's just been really good in that way as well. So. Two guys that are literally riding the bus and the planes next to each other every game coming to the Heat's rescue off the bench tonight. Uh, but it really was the role. Because, like, Josh Richardson coming through and with 10 yep. points, four of seven shooting, two of three from three. Another instance where he's not getting in the way. Like, I, I didn't feel like it was one of those games. And that's a very big stat for him. Not getting in the way of these other guys. Like, he was just, like, randomly just hitting big shots and getting into his mid-range a few times, hit a little relief. I think it was the one late where he had a kind of a relief three where Jaime kicked it out to him when he, yep. he caught LeBron sleeping. So 
they needed that. They needed on the road in these games, not your best player. You need your role players to step up, and that's what happened. But Duncan Robinson is the true guy. I think that deserves a lot of the credit tonight. Shout out to the Lakers, by the way, as I just randomly see on my TV uh, uh, on the Bally Sports broadcast that they, they finished the night shooting four of 30 from three. I mean, boy, oh boy, and that's a big part of what went on tonight, right? Um, not to just make it all sound like it's about that only, but we know the Heat uh, historically are a team that likes to pack the paint, and this is a team that kind of fits right into that where you can kind of, you know, the Lakers a lot of times are not going to make you pay. Um, they don't have a lot of shooting out there. They're missing guys tonight. Um, and, man, 4 of 30 is just filthy. Meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, you've got the uh, the Heat scaling up their three-point attempt, 16 of 42 from three tonight, which comes out to 38%. So that's not something we've seen this season much. They've kind of uh, they've been hanging around 30-plus three-point attempts for most of the season, sometimes below that. So for them to get up to 42, still shoot it at a high rate on a night like this where you're missing guys i mean it's it's very very helpful because that's pretty much the only place they shot well from tonight another night where they're mediocre at the rim as far as um finishing they, they finished 13 of 21 at the rim to 62 percent in the mid-range they 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 performed a little bit below their standards there uh they're a little bit under 39 percent in the mid-range which is not great they're usually better there and they take a lot of uh, attempts from there as we know um, and tonight, just looking at some of these stats now, like, you know, we talked about this on the last show, a lot of their mid-range attempts are typically the, the overwhelming majority are in the short mid-range. Tonight, that split was a lot closer than I think you'd want to see, where they took 13 that were considered long mid-range by cleaning the glass. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. And 18 that were considered uh, short mid-range. So, you know, not everything was ideal tonight. Like I said, both teams uh, kind of just didn't have great offenses. Both teams didn't finish with great offensive ratings either. Like, so it kind of confirms the eye test. It wasn't a great game, but the Heat kind of just had, you know, stretches throughout. Um, in that second half where it felt like the defense was starting to fall off a little bit, the offense turned up in key moments and just kind of kept that cushion where it needed to be, um, you know, and the Lakers not being able to make them pay with the threes, I think was a huge part of this game because they were really getting going. And the, look, this is the Lakers profile. They love to attack the rim and they're very, very good at it, right? That's the personnel they have and they play into it. Although they couldn't make the heat pay from three, they were like, that's one of the ways that you traditionally think about beating a zone. 
they they were getting into the heat zone there in that second half and i think ad was a big part of that they did a good job finding the openings and of course like zoning against lebron it's just risky and you know zoning against an elite passer like him or you know whoever else you want to throw Jokic, halliburton luca like those guys are going to figure it out and so I, I like spo kind of playing around with it going in and out sometimes i feel like he might he should have even shortened it i i understand why because of the personnel right they're they're missing most of their 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 wing group out there and the the matchups aren't great one on one you have to send a ton of help anyways like uh to a lot of these guys that they're going at so going into zone every now and then is cool but it was getting it was getting a little bit worrisome there so brady what did you think about um the defense tonight and uh just kind of how they were going in and out there with their with their coverages yeah i said on playback i thought spo was going to go out there and guard ad uh <laughs> when he called that one time out because you mentioned like not being able to zone against LeBron, but I think he was kind of having the the balance of like, okay, can I zone against AD right now? Because you want to keep him out of the, the lobs. You want to keep him out of the paint, but he's catching around that free throw line area, but he was still getting to his spots. So it was like a weird dilemma where you're trying to figure out what was going to work more. And I think ideally he was pretty much going to say, I'll just live with a couple of these AD attacks from the free throw line and just keep letting the Lakers shoot these threes that they're, they're just not hitting. Like it's just, uh, I said it before the game that I thought the, the Lakers were bottom 10 in three-point shooting. And I was like, okay, this feels like a game they're going to go zone. Did not think it'd be to that extent. Did not think it would be a, a, it kind of at that point. Uh, and, yes, I probably could hit more than 430. So I can uh, confirm. <laughs> can confirm. Uh, but they were really good defensively. I mean, we're talking so much about this heat offense in a game that the hot offense was not pretty. They were really good defensively, and that's why I think it was key because it wasn't – one coverage, it wasn't one guy. I just thought they actually played really good team defense. And the one area that I've been – honestly, I think I've been more worried about the off-ball defense than the point of attack defense this season, which sounds crazy to say in a, in a heat defensive structure. But that's how bad the off-ball defense has been at points this season. I thought it was probably one of the best we've seen it all season tonight in terms of just being in the right spots and everything. So credit to them, credit to Spo, credit to you know a lot of these guys for being in the right spot and being locked in. But – it really comes down to a lot of the guys we talked about making the plays late. Uh, and we still haven't talked about one guy, Alex, that I think we're going to talk about for the play of the night. But th- it's a guy that I think is getting a lot of attention right now because he's in his hometown and he deserves a lot of conversation because yep. he continues to do some crazy stuff too. Yep. And I purpose- purposely not mentioned his name since I knew we were going to talk about him. And there's obviously plenty of guys um, – to talk about tonight with again the eight double figures just plenty of contributions you know even kyle man like kyle started off hot in this game and then tailed off but he was still productive out there man like even with the stat line nothing you know spectacular but 10 points three rebounds six assists four steals man four steals and that was a big part of their defense there so just want to give him uh, a shout out there and the other thing which i know you mentioned earlier in the show but on top of you know the, the 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 missed threes from the Lakers and their their paint attack, which we talked about, like the turnover difference was just massive, man. Like for one team to finish with what was it, eight turnovers, and the other to finish with twenty one, that's huge, man. Like that that's gonna win you a lot of games, and that's the type of stuff that wins you games when you're missing dudes. And like for them to be able to do that, man, like playing in and out of different coverages, just so so impressive. Like I wish, you know, you'd seen more of this type of defensive standard throughout the season this season but you know you gotta you gotta feel encouraged watching that like going back to their defensive identity you want to see more of that um you know even with them getting rebounded i mean out rebounded by 11 
getting out there and winning the possession battle, winning, I mean, getting 10 field goal attempts more than the Lakers, that's the blueprint right there, man. That's the blueprint. So great team effort. Shout out Rock Esports. Went a little long there, but next we've got the A Aggressive Insurance Play of the Night. And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette Play of the Night, sponsored by insurancebylynette.com and A Aggressive Insurance Agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954 581 8800. That's 954 581 8800 or insurancebylynette.com. That's insurancebylynette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, or a retirement program. Reach out to Lynette at insurancebylynette.com. Brady, I'm going to lob you up here since you were setting me up before and I failed to come through and disrupted the rhythm of the offense and started dribbling. And I, I shouldn't have done that. I've got to play. I've got to play more on the rhythm, play more off ball, you might say. Mm. But anyways, um, let's get to the play of the night. Shout out insurance by Lynette. One of our most um, devoted viewers, always in the audience and in playback on our discords on YouTube, check out insurancebylanette.com As you see here, uh, for all your insurance needs, a aggressive insurance. What was the play of the night, Brady? So it's got to be the one, the guy that we were prepping up <laughs> before that segment with Jaime Hawkins. There was a play basically that came out of the timeout. And it's funny because we usually talk about a certain play call. So they came out of timeout and the play was something they run a lot of where it's Duncan back screening for Jaime for the cut. And if that's not there, you know, the defense is waiting for Duncan now to pop out into a handoff, but he, they've been running this thing where Duncan will then slip back door as well because they're usually top-locking it, and Duncan's usually open for a layup. Well, Duncan did that. It was not there. Jaime had to, re- you know, Bam went to Jaime on the release, and now he has to just make something out of nothing, and he goes to that baseline, throws LeBron a little shoulder fake, and gets that to that little turnaround over on that baseline and knocks it down. Incredibly tough shot. Incredible that it's <laughs> the guy that he's – grew up watching in LeBron James that he's shooting it over being in his hometown, being in that arena, being a huge shot. He, he just never fails to just make plays late in games like that. I make it, I, I keep saying this thing and he did it again in this game, Alex, where he hit like a corner three late in the game. And I say it every single game, every game he hits like a clutch corner three to like ice something like every win. I feel like that's happened. And he did it again in this game, but th- that didn't even matter after that certain shot. Like being able to do that over the top of somebody like that, improvising, like going to a, it's one thing that like be a rookie and come in and you're like, okay, this is where I'm going to be. And this is the play call. Like, no, like I'm going to take LeBron in on ISO and just fade away over the top of them. So he did 100% deserves the play of the night, but he also deserves credit for the way he played the entire night. Cause I thought he was one of their more consistent players. I'm, you mentioned some of the off ball stuff, the, Ability to, you know, he was started out as a point guard in the game, which they've been doing a lot of recently. I don't know how I feel about it. I've, I've talked about it a little bit because I feel like they need to maximize him as a scorer and put him in his spots and, you know, not put, I guess, too much on his plate at once. Yeah. But he's been able to handle it like he really has. So I can't even, you can't really totally complain about it because he's been able to do it over and over. And when it comes to the fourth quarter, Jaime Hawkins had eight assists. Eight assists. Unless I'm reading this wrong, I'm like triple taking. I didn't even realize. He had <laughs> I didn't realize. It, it's just incredible because he and then he had like the I'm, I mentioned it earlier that the, the Josh when I was talking about Josh when he hit that three. The only reason Jay Rich hit that three 
was because they were so wor- LeBron was so worried off ball behind me in the post. He had the mismatch. That, that, that he was looking at him that Josh moved off ball and he hit him for the three. And it's like, they get to this point where I, I say it all the time. Like he's legitimately on scouting reports and it's not like, okay, like he's in the rotation. So he's just a little, you know, like a little bit of notes on him. Like, no, they're worried about tendencies. They're looking at stuff that he does. They're worried about the role that he plays because he's such a major, plays such a major role in this offense now. So especially in the fourth quarter, <laughs> like they literally turned him in the fourth quarter, much like they did Tyler in his rookie year where it was like all in the fourth quarter stuff. So it's been fun to watch, but 100% that tough fadeaway was the play of the night. Yep. I mean, just I, I watching that, it, it was really tough, man. Like he, he got him perfectly with the move to set up the space. And even then it was still a tough shot because you're hitting it right over LeBron. Um, and man, it's just, it's just another testament, more testament to his footwork, man. And how advanced he is hitting that over somebody like LeBron. It's, it's insane, right? Not only that, he had another candidate for play of the night with the block he had earlier in the game. I thought it was a great play and he, he's shown that off here and there. But like you said, man, he keeps, he keeps taking what they're giving him and just standing out regardless. So, you know, another good night for him, 7 of 14, 16 points. Again, eight assists, one steal, one block, only two turnovers. So a four to one assist turnover ratio, very good. Um, shout out to Jaime, man. He's just been fantastic. Just an absolute godsend for all of us. And before we get to the injury report, before we wrap things up, if you guys want to get in any questions, get them in now. Uh, might pick out a couple Good ones here. Uh, nothing transaction related. We're not doing a transaction show. This is a post game show. Um, not that transaction talk isn't fun. Which, if you want to take part in some, join our Discord server, man. Um, our off the floor Discord server. If you were a subscriber to Winnow, to the text subscription service we used to have for off the floor, this is much better. I mean, there's just way more going on. Um, you get to interact with us. You get to interact with the other fans who are also subscribed and. When you want to get your hit on the Heat, when you want to talk about the Heat, like it's that chat is always right there for you. You can talk about the Heat, you can talk about the NBA, you can talk about other sports, you can talk about um, trade machine ideas. We have a chat for that, um, and you're constantly getting the updates from Ethan, Leif, Brady, and I. Whether it's insights and info, stats, all that. So just wanted to shout that out here because the, the I mean the the trade machine chat is maybe the most active along with the main uh, the, the main heat chat that we have going on there. But, yes, if you want to get in any questions, I don't see any yet, so I'm not, I'm not going get to get to any if I don't see any good ones here. But if you want to get some in as we're doing this live show on YouTube, get them in now. But in the meantime, we're going to get to the Eric Rubenstein injury report. And now it's time for the official Five on the Floor injury report, sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney. Born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, Lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now the injury report. Okay, so tonight you got Josh Richardson back, man. And, and like we talked about earlier, he, he gave you some nice contributions. Continue, continues to, I think, be a pleasant surprise on the offensive end outside of the three, which I think has been a little bit inconsistent. So good to see him back. He was out for a little while there. Um, Jimmy Butler was still out tonight, and they got through it. 
They were still missing Caleb Martin. They were still missing Haywood Highsmith. Um, but yeah, any and that's about it. That's about it for uh, Eric Rubenstein. So shout out to him. Shout out the Eric Group. I mean EricRubenstein.com. Shout out InsuranceByLynette.com. Should have uh, ended the last segment with that. I'm still a novice at this, and tonight was kind of a last minute audible. So I'm just gonna get that passive aggressive shout out of the way. No, I'm kidding. I, I love my guy Leif. I know he gets up real early. He powers through for all of us, uh, you know, throughout the season. So I, I appreciate him. But um, so we don't have any good basketball questions here today. Actually, oh, one shows up right as I'm saying that. Do you think Miami plays better when they slow the game down a bit instead of always trying to push the pace? Brady, what do you think about that before we wrap up? I think in a night like this, I felt like they were forced to push pace because of all the turnovers and the fact that Jovic starting and Hawke is starting. But in general, I, you, we've all seen this team in a fast break, and it's all we could talk about when we watch this game, especially tonight where it was this sloppy. Like it, I, I don't know what they're doing most of the time in the open floor when it's not like a Jovic or, or, or something like that that's on the break. The spacing seems off. The decision-making is off. It's almost better. I, I People used to talk about the Tyler Hero pull-up threes, and we still do a little bit. That's probably your best option at a good look at this point. Like, it, Please don't be the ones that are complaining about that because if he's not taking that shot, it's going to be somebody in the lane that's getting jammed up on a Euro step and it's going the other direction. So I, I think I, when Jimmy – I mean, if they ever get healthy. But when Jimmy returns, they're going to end up playing a little bit slower. And if they, The only way Jimmy's yep. going to play faster – is when it's easy opportunities and love lobbing it to him and he's mossing people and laying it in. Other than that, they're going to play a little bit slower. They're going to kind of play into their game a little bit. But things change when you're, when you're with this roster and you're in an eight-man rotation and most of the guys are, are kind of youth in your lineup. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, but 100%, they got, they're going to start playing slower. Yep, and um, agreed about their transition play. We, we've hit on it in other shows, and we talk about it all the time on Playback where we live react – to them messing up three-on-ones on the fast break regularly. Just incredible how regularly they do that. But, you know, um, it wasn't much better tonight. Just, like, they got out there frequently because of the turnovers and points off turnovers, which, again, that's great. That's, you know, play into your identity. That's that's supposed to be one of their strengths. Strength, but as far as actually converting in transition, you know, with them getting there a ton, that is definitely not a strength of theirs. They were, I, I believe, third in, uh, third worst in the league in transition offensive rating coming into this game. Again, tonight was a similar thing. Not a good, um, you know, not great as far as the way that they convert there. That's another thing we're going to have to monitor through the season to see if they can improve there. And, and you know, as we've mentioned on playback as well, like some when you've got the younger guys out there, you see some of it. And Jovic is great in transition. I think Hakez is pretty good in transition. And like I mentioned before, Love is great in transition just off of, you know, the way that he can find the guy on the other side of the court with those two-handed uh, outlet passes he throws. But um, I want to shout out everybody watching live right now. Over 200 people in here. It is 1 in the morning on the East Coast, man. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to everybody listening on the podcast feed as that is what puts food on our table. So just to remind everybody there. No, but um, Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Insurance by Lynette. Thank you to Rocky Sports. Center, thank you to Eric Rubenstein. Thank you to Brady Hawk. This road trip is almost over, folks. One more. But no more 10 p.m. games. No more 10.30 games. They can go to you know where. It's the worst point of the season, in my opinion, every year. Uh, especially when the games can really be a slog. So for you guys to be with us at this point in the night, in the middle of the week, thank you, man. Thank you to all of you. Really appreciate it.
Um, Brady, do you want to get off any general takeaways before we wrap the show here? I'll just say real quickly, I guess, because I feel like the two names that we didn't talk about a lot were Tyler and Bam. <laughs> so maybe we should talk, mention them real quickly. Because uh, I feel like both of them kind of had weird nights and they were still able to win. So being able to have your best player out and your second and third player not play up to their standards and still be able to kind of you know win by double digits, I think is important. Tyler, I you know had a, a decent start. I mean, a bad, rough start, but he kind of got a little going there and a little bit on the on the break a little bit. He kind of found his mid range a little bit, got the deep floater, but he's been struggling a little bit to guess get to the rim. I, I'd say we were talking about that a little bit, getting to the rim, getting to the line. Bam, I guess in general was a <laughs> tough game, uh, battling against AD because he he had his hands full on the defensive end. He was kind of the they're funneling coverages as we talked about. And he wasn't, you know, they were, the tough part was they were playing the hero Bam pick and roll, you know, so tightly that early in the game, they were not allowing Bam to catch in the roll. They were basically eliminating that. Now Tyler is having to deal with length that we've talked about before. And it's Anthony Davis playing at the level and it's tough to create in there. So he had, you know, the one play late in the first half that the buzzer where he was able to play, have an isolation possession against Anthony Davis and, shoot over the top of him and hitch kind of shows the progression he's made in that area, but they're going to need a more efficient Tyler, which I, I, they have recently. Like he's been efficient this season, even since returning his splits have been really good. Uh, and bam, I guess this is now a two, like a two game stretch where there's been a little bit of inefficiency. I don't even think bam was in. What did he finish with five of 14? So there's been a little bit of inefficiency over these last two games. He's going to have to clean that up a little bit. It, it doesn't, it doesn't help that a lot of his shots are just, contested mid-range shots because it doesn't feel like he can get anything to the rim. I think, Alex, we talk about this every year, but if they're not going to be able to hit him on the roll or hit him on these lobs, they're going to have to try to run some actions for him going toward the rim. They're going to have to run some inverted pick and rolls. They're going to have to do some... seen it here and there. They, they, they yeah, sprinkle they it in here and there like it's like it sprinkles on, on an ice cream cone. I think we was Especially it last Duncan, game where we yeah. saw it in motion with the Duncan inverted pick and roll where he screened mm-hmm. for Bam. It was like, it wasn't the first action, I believe. I think they... they they like started off with somebody running around the three point line, and then all of a sudden Duncan comes, in, and it was like a low screen for Bam. I mean, and Duncan I'm like, just wow. I don't think that was like a play call. Like that was like oh. Duncan just doing it to be honest. Like because it was one of those. I remember it was like one of those late clock things. So it's like, but more of that. Like that. That's the stuff you want to see. You want to see him get into the rim. He's been getting to the line a ton. You know, he's got to clean up the efficiency at the line because that's been another topic. But he's been getting to the line a decent amount. But they they survived the game. That's all that matters. They yep. this, these road trips are just about getting through these games. I, Tyler and Bam were good enough to get them through. They made necessary plays when they needed to, and the role players stepped up. So it was a good win. Yep, one hundred percent a good win. Again, um, you know, missing guys. Even though Josh came back tonight, still missing Jimmy Haywood and Caleb. That's not nothing. Like that is that's a whole lot of wing defense right there. Obviously, a whole lot of offense when you include Jimmy and even Caleb. Uh, rim pressure, all of those things, free throw attempts, cuts, grit, heat culture, all of those things. You know, you're missing a little bit of that with those guys out, and you got to fight through it. And that's exactly what they did tonight. Like to have a game where you're leaning into your defensive identity without those guys, man, like that's really easier said than done. Even if the Lakers do play into, you know, the way that they like to defend a little bit, they executed the hell out of it because they could have tried what they did tonight and executed poorly and lost this game, but they didn't like they play great team defense. And that's really what it comes down to for a lot of these guys who like we have concerns about defensively, right? Like Jovic or a Tyler or a Duncan or a Love. It's like, can you play within 
the team context on defense. And I think, you know, when this team really stands out is when they're all playing on a string together defensively, just makes things so much easier for their offense. And that's when you start really feeling good about this team and nights like this, where you're like, okay, they're missing a lot of guys. They were able to do this. And we know that they have, I think more things that they can get to on offense with the emergence of some of these guys that they have this season, you know, specifically when the team is healthy, but that is for another podcast. That'll be the end for tonight. Again, shout out everybody watching 207 people right now, one thirteen in the morning. Shout out Brady Hawk. Shout out everybody who hosted on playback and joined on playback. Shout out everybody on our discord server. And of course, Thank you to Eric Rubenstein, insurancepilotnet.com, and the Rock Esports Center. You guys have a good night.